Okay, so we're coming up towards the end of the session now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn to each of our panellists one by one, just to give us a final sort of soundbite, um, final piece of advice to take away. So it could be anything from, you know, piece of advice for the students, what you enjoy, enjoy about your job, why you like being a solicitor. So any sort of takeaway message that we've got. Um, so I'm going to work my way around the screen. So I'll start in the top left-hand corner with Shauna. I think you're on mute again. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, basically, I just try and drill home, don't get disheartened when applying for jobs, for training contracts. You know, it, it's a really hard market. And I know, you know, I sent out hundreds nearly of applications um, trying to get, you know, jobs, get my foot even just in the door somewhere. Um, so just, yeah, don't get disheartened. Um, stay kind of motivated and determined. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of, I'm really glad I did did kind of pursue um, my career in, in commercial property um, and, and, you know, did the transition and the jump, um, you know, so just stick with it. You know, a challenge is, shouldn't really put you off. If anything, it should kind of motivate you and inspire you to, to kind of work harder. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Lucy, any final words for the students? Yeah, um, I think when it comes to applying for training contracts, it's really important to think about um, the type of firm that, that you would like to go into and I, I always say um, I have a mentee who I always say to her when um, we're, when she's looking at tra training contract applications finding your perfect training contract is actually a bit like finding the perfect match on tinder so you've got to match up um, your skills and interests with the firm that you're um, wanting to apply to and to de demonstrate in your application why you are a good match with them, what you can bring to the firm. So I think that's that's really important. You know, there's no point, for example, for me, um, you know, I, I'm quite happy in a rural firm. I would not be happy in a city firm. Um, and I think you've got to know yourself um, in that respect as well as thinking about you know, um, where you might get a training contract. Excellent. Thank you. Sarah, any words of advice? Um, yeah, I think the big thing for me um, to say to students is um, network, take advantage. You know, there are so many people out there who've been through exactly the same thing as you. And actually vast amounts of people are willing to help. And you know what, if you ask someone for help and they say no, well, then you're in no worse position anyway. That's always been my advice to people. Um, most people within the legal profession want to help and will help and will give a hand up. You know, people are not pulling up ladders behind them so so come to things like this someone asked it on the questions about virtual experience programs and virtual internships gosh you know do whatever is available at the moment you know um go on twitter and follow legal people because there is so much help and advice out there and that's how you will get to where you need to get to because people will help and you don't have to struggle on your own and most people are incredibly willing to help so, so just ask no, I think that's fantastic advice because as you say, the worst thing anyone can say if you ask for help is no. And as you say, you're in no worse position, so you might as well just be bullshit. Uh, Dave, any final words? Uh, yeah, I've got two points. Um, firstly, uh, don't just rely on grades. Um, you know, firms are wanting more than grades these days. So, you know, you need to be doing the pro bono um, stuff. Uh, any paralegal work experience you can get, um, that sort of thing is always um, favoured by firms. Um, the second piece of advice would be when making applications, uh, proofread them. Um, so firms hate it when there's 
you know, you've answered a question on an application form and it's littered with errors, um, grammatical errors, spelling errors, that sort of thing, just go through it multiple times. If you're not good at that sort of thing, then get somebody else to do it for you. Um, so yeah, those would be my two main points. Brilliant, thank you. Uh, Sonel, would you like to add anything? I think Lucy and Sarah have raised a very important point and Lucy mentioned a key word which was mentee. I think one thing that has massively helped me in my legal career today is having the right people around me who are there to support me both professionally and personally. Um, so just don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, you know, the, the, there are partners that have been partners at Big Bun for 20, 30 years, but they were in your position at one point in time and everybody is really willing to help. Um, so just don't be afraid to network, don't be afraid to sort of reach out to people and build relationships and just build relationships with as many people in positions that you ultimately want to be in um, and keep in touch because the support and experience they, they can give you insight to is invaluable. And I'm, I'm, I can say that personally because a lot of my, you know, I, I've a lot of support in my legal career has come from a mentor, a guy that trained me uh, many years ago. I don't work for him anymore, but I still, you know, once every couple of days will pick up the phone to him and just get, get general advice. And I don't think anybody is in a position in their career where they don't need a mentor to guide them and help them. Um, so that, that's my piece of advice. Yeah, brilliant advice. Uh, Ishraf, any final words? Um, I think for me, I just would say that the work experience is quite valuable. So um, I have found it in my life uh, to become uh, the solicitor, quite experienced. Work experience was very valuable for me. So I would stress that to get as much experience as possible. So that's really I want to add. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Stephen, do you have any words of wisdom for the students? Yeah, I think sometimes, so now I have a few kind of mentees who get quite worried at early stages of their kind of LPC or their degree where they feel they don't know what kind of practice area they want to do. And the thing I always say is, well, you know, part of the experience and part of the process. I was just saying, you know, I think people can often get quite, um, quite you know, worried about not knowing exactly what practice area they, they want to go into at an early stage. And I always say as much of the process is about actually figuring out what you, what you don't want to do sometimes as much as you do. Um, certainly when I was a student, I didn't know that, you know, health and safety um, and certainly in the criminal sphere was a practice area that, that you could do or that environmental law was uh, a practice area that could support, you know, an entire team of solicitors, let alone kind of one or two in, in one particular area. So I think, you know, it's easy sometimes to, be a bit hard on yourself to think well actually hang on I should know from day one almost where I want to go off and do what I want to go off and do and I think I'd echo kind of Sean and Sarah and Sonal's points about you know leveraging that experience of others trying to ask for help where you can because actually if you don't ask you don't get and you may you know not know not find out about a practice area that you've never even considered but actually could suit you down to the ground. Thank you and uh, lastly we'll turn to Andrew. Um, always a problem going last everyone says what you were going to say um but uh, i'd probably just pick up on networking and um just a practical tip in respect to that and also a, a cheeky plug for all the local junior lawyers divisions is to is to search on google um and find your local junior lawyers division and also look for the national junior lawyers division um they give a lot of networking opportunities through education events and events like this that john uh, and sonny have put on so um, get involved with them. It's a very easy way and very unpressurized way to network um, if you go along to those kinds of events. Uh, and normally it usually does provide some kind of um, 
uptick for you um, in getting your face down amongst the junior end of the profession? No, I couldn't agree more, Andrew. It really is a good way to get ahead. And certainly if, you, if you're making these connections nice and early, get your face known, and then you never know. You're going for an interview, it might be with somebody that you've met before, um, so it can really help you get ahead. But if anything, it's good just to go along, network with practitioners, get some good advice, and it helps you going forwards. So that brings us to the end of tonight's meeting. I'd like to thank everyone for coming along to watch tonight. I'd like to say a big thank you to uh, everybody that's been on the panel and of course to uh, Sonny for helping me organise this. Um, the next event that we have is next Monday and that will be what we've called our Alternative Pathways um, event. So that's people who are now in practice but have taken uh, various routes to get there, so not the traditional route, uh, hence why we've called it Alternative Pathways. Um, if you'd like to sign up for that event, you're more than welcome to do so. It's on the same page that you've used for this event. Uh, tonight's event has been sponsored by publicspeakingtuition.com. So once again, I'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone for attending. And I will send an email out afterwards to ask for any feedback, either good or if you think there's anything that can be improved for the future, I'm always um, open to any criticism whatsoever. It helps make these events better for me and, of course, better for you. So once again, thank you for attending and I will see you next time. Thank you.